This is Hoops Coaching A to Z with me, Coach Terry Canova. We are going to talk about everything possible dealing with hoops and other sports. This is a deep dive into everything coaching. So without further ado, let's get to this week's podcast. This week, we have a very special guest, Coach Bobby Champagne. Bobby is currently at the University of Houston, and we all know what a great run those guys had this year, one game away from the Final Four. Uh, Bobby was a very, very successful coach at the University of North Alabama. He was there for 14 seasons, 245 wins there, college assistant at USA, UTEP, Georgia State, Louisiana Lafayette. Uh, had a couple stints with Kelvin Sampson at Oklahoma and Washington State before currently now with him at the University of Houston. Uh, just a good dude and a friend of mine and has a really, really unique story how last summer he was a high school coach in Alabama and now he's coaching for a chance to go to the Final Four. This is going to be a fun one. Let's welcome Coach Bobby Champagne. Well, Let's start. Uh, I've got a good friend of mine, uh, Coach Bobby Champagne. So last July, I'm sitting at the Alabama High School Coaches Association. I'm sitting courtside. We're about to watch some X's and O's. And I see Bobby for the first time in years. And um, we get to talking. We get to shooting the stuff. He's telling me about this new high school job he's about to take and telling me what's going on. And we catching up. And then about two or three weeks later, I see on social media that Bobby is now at the University of Houston with Kelvin Sampson. So, so in uh, and then nine months later, he's playing for a chance to go to the Final Four. So, um, you know, I, I thought there's there's no better story than 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 some of this. You know how this transpired over, over a nine month period. Um, but like I said, Bobby and I go way back. Bobby, I'm not going to go through his whole resume, but he's been a lot of places. He won a whole lot of games in 15 years at North Alabama. Uh, Bobby, I didn't realize this, that, that, uh, you spent some time at South Alabama as a, as a player. I, I don't think I knew that, uh, Bobby and I go back to our Lafayette, Louisiana ties. Yeah. Uh, hey, so if you've been out to the, if you've been to the Mitchell center, that statue out in front of the Mitchell center is me. What, you see, yeah, that's, that's the, the that's guy the getting dunked on. The guy getting dunked on is me. Yeah, that's the great thing about these podcasts, man. You do a little research, you just never know what you'll find out. Uh, yeah. But but no, Bobby and I go way back to Lafayette, Louisiana, back in the uh, hell, I guess the nineties. And so anyway, that's a long, blurry introduction. But uh, thanks for spending some time with us here, Bobby. Yeah, man. Uh, I was thinking when you come and told me we were going to do this, it was uh, about a year ago that uh, I'm sitting um, sitting on my couch, scrolling through Facebook at three o'clock in the morning because I was um, bored and not sleeping and trying to figure out why I wasn't coaching anymore and see that uh, there's a there's a job posting uh, at Tharptown High School in Alabama. And um it wasn't three weeks now. I <laughs> I got the job. I got the job the end of May, 
right at the last week of school and um, took the guys through June, uh, July, and then started um, August in-service teaching in September. It was the last week of September that Coach Sampson gave me a call. It was on a Monday or Tuesday, and, um, you know, a week later, October 1st, 2nd, I'm uh, here in Houston and, and hitting a full go because they had already started practice. And um, about nine days later, we were scrimmaging the uh, University of Texas. So uh, it's been it's been fast paced and been a lot of fun. But um, yeah, it, it's uh, kind of crazy to think we're sitting there watching Kermit Davis uh, talking about uh, breaking the press or whatever. And um, some guy talking about uh, the charge rule and um, showing every pos- and and the travel rule. Uh, yeah. I didn't know walking had changed uh, since uh, Naismith had been in the game. But, um, you know, and then just, just a few weeks ago playing Villanova to go to Final Four. So I can't thank Coach Sampson enough. Can't thank the guys at Tharptown either for giving me a shot uh, to coach again. So, Well, well you know, Bobby, th- this is the, the, the crazy thing about, about this profession. It's, it's, it's so fluid. You know, I mean, I was one of those coaches just like you. I mean, I'm, I mean, you've been you've been all over the place. You've been a bunch of different states and d- different universities. And 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 I was listening to you on, on the other podcast talking about how many different places that your children have lived. Yeah. You know, and I experienced that a little bit as well. Not so many different states, but different houses. You know, I, I jumped around from from uh, Lafayette to Thibodeau to Monroe, you know. And, and so, um, you know, it, young coaches and, 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 you know, I know we got a lot of young coaches that listen to this. I don't, I don't think they understand sometimes that, that you just don't know where this path is going to take you, you, you know, and, and much like you, you spent 15 years at North Alabama. Here I am moving from place to place to place. And, and now I've just finished 16 years at UMS Wright. Tell me a little bit about that process, because we're going to jump around a little bit. But but yeah. tell me about that process of when you got the call and how does that those few days go between you and your wife and what you got to do to go from being a high school coach to now at University of Houston? You know, you, you hit you hit it right there with the wife. Uh, you talk about bouncing around. Um, you got to pick a good partner. Um, there's only been maybe one time in all of those moves that I made and that I said, Hey, I'm getting ready to take this job. And she looked at me like I was crazy. Um, but the rest of the time it's always been, okay, when are you going? What are you doing? And it was no different. Um, coach called me during my career prep class. I told my kids to take a break and I walked out in the hall and took his phone call and he offered me the job. Um, told me, you know, hey, you got to talk to Anna. I know you, but I need to, I need to know something this afternoon. And I told him, don't worry about it. I won't, you know, it won't take me long to figure this out. I just got to talk to Anna and, and be sure everything's good. Went to my eighth period PE class and had my guys in practice. And during that, I walked down to the principal's office and talked to him about it. Um, and uh, when I walked out of the principal's office, I called my wife and said, hey, Coach Sampson offered me a job at the University of Houston. And she said, are you leaving tonight or are you leaving tomorrow? <laughs> so she she was all on board. She knows she knows this is, I mean, when she met me at South Alabama, I was, I was playing uh, graduate assistant. This is the only thing she's known. Um, me bouncing from Washington State to Oklahoma and 
and uh, all parts in between. Um, so you got to have a good, good wife. I mean, she's holding down the fort in Florence, Alabama right now with my two kids that are still in high school. Uh, we made a decision as a family when I got fired at North Alabama that, uh, you know, we were going to try and keep as much stability with my kids. Um, cause Florence is all they've known. Um, two of my kids were born there. Uh, my two older kids were three and two when we moved there. And, uh, you know, my oldest, Charlie, uh, he played with Mark Sears from the time they were in third grade up and uh, all those guys at Florence High School he'd been with. So I wasn't going to jerk him out of school his senior year. Uh, then my, next, my son, Will, was a junior, so I wasn't going to do that to him either. And we had made a decision that if I got a job at Timbuktu University, um, that I was going to go and we'd just figure it out as a family. And there was no different when this this happened. Um, and, and you know, so I got one son that's going to graduate this year and my daughter's a sophomore and we're, we're going to figure it out uh, after the school year's over. But uh, you got to have a good wife. Um, and then it's, I mean, I, I, I felt like, and, and this happened 30 years ago. I'm in Mobile, Alabama, working for Ronnie Arrow as a graduate assistant uh, down at Gulf Shores, uh, hanging out and uh, get on the payphone outside of, it was the Pink Pony Pub or the Barefoot Lounge right there. There was a payphone. And uh, I talked to Coach Sampson and he offered me the job at Washington State. And he said, when can you get here? Because uh, they had already started school at that time. South was on a quarter system. Uh, Washington State was on a semester system. And I said, well, I got to go back to Mobile and talk to Coach Arrow. He's been good to me and pack up my apartment. And then I'll get in the car and go. And I had no idea how far Pullman, Washington was from Maurice, Louisiana. Uh, but I packed everything up in my car and took off. And three days later, nonstop, I got to Pullman. It was no different. Um, I, I finished out my week of school at Darktown because I, I – I, Figured I owed them at least that. Uh, give them some time to find a substitute teacher, which is not hard to substitute for me. <laughs> but then I just loaded up my car with what I thought I needed um, and uh, was, was back to like being a GA again, man. Got an air mattress and threw it on, threw it on. Well, I stayed in a hotel for about a month, but uh, just, uh, just kind of hit the job running because there was a lot of stuff that needed to get done once I got here because um, the season had started or the school had started and practice started. So it was it's fast and furious. Well, well, and we're going to come back to that, you know, for, for, for new coaches listening, you know, you talked about the part with the family and, and the sacrifice. You know, I, I remember being in Lafayette coaching at Catholic high school and I, I had, you know, uh, dreams of being a college coach and, I remember it was my daughter's birthday um, and Ron Everhart called me when he was over at McNeese and said, uh, we want you to come work our camp. And uh, actually I think Paul Kelly may have made the call, but uh, uh, Hey, we need you to come work camp. And, and it was my daughter's birthday. And I said, well, when, when do you need me? And he said today. And I just remember, you know, looking at my wife at the time and, 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 uh, was it, he's not my wife anymore, ironically. And, uh, and saying, Hey, look, you know, after, after Kristen's party, I said, you know, uh, I'm, I need to go to, go to, La uh, go to Lake Charles for a couple of days. And, and I remember, you know, her not quite understanding that. And, and the thing I told her was, you know, look, I, I don't ever plan on working for McNeese, McNeese State University. 
However, at some point, Paul Kelly and Ron Everhart and Carl Klein and those guys are going to help me get a, another job. And and, uh, and, and and it's, it's those kind of sacrifices you make. And, and sometimes, it, it, you know, I, I probably made the wrong decision at times. Uh, you just don't you don't know in hindsight. But but as young coaches listening you know, you really got to be prepared to do some do some things. And, and, and as you as you hit on, you know, you got to have a partner, a, a wife, girlfriend, fiance, whatever, that truly understands what this job has is, has involved. Oh, yeah. And, and if, you know, yeah. so, uh, so it, it, it is it, it's a big thing now. So so let's go back now, Bobby. So what I want you to do now is is tell us first. Just your typical day at Thorpe Town High School. And then what I want you to do is tell me, maybe not the first day, but a weekend. You're at University of Houston for a week. Tell me how one of those days go. For our young coaches, they, they can see a little bit of a comparison here. Thorpe Town High School, I'd get up at 5 in the morning because I had about a 35-minute commute. Uh, we needed to be in the building by 7.25, I believe. I had bus duty in the morning. Uh, our guys, our, our students also got breakfast, so I had to go to the cafeteria and pick up breakfast so we can hand it out. I had a great uh, – I shared a classroom with Linda Massey. She was awesome. Um, helped me out tremendously. But uh, so we do – we do breakfast, um, had the morning announcements, and then I had a full schedule. Like I thought, <laughs> I, I thought, you know, going into it, hey, I'm just going to coach the team and I'm going to have a PE class or whatever. I had like five sections of career prep, general psychology, and some <laughs> other uh, distance learning class. So I'm sitting in a classroom teaching all day long and then go to seventh period PE and do, you know, do the, the workout with the guys who weren't playing football or, or um, uh, whatever. So that, that was, uh, that was a full day and then had bus duty uh, when, when uh, the, you know, our, our eighth period was over, seventh period was over, be sure everybody got on the bus and then went back to the classroom and uh, helped Miss Massey um, sweep up and, and mop the floors and clean the desk and all those things. Cause um we didn't have a custodian that, that did that. So uh, fast forward to a day at the University of Houston. Starts early. Um, I like to get in the office early. Um, we don't practice early. We practice in the afternoon. But um, hey, know, hey, Bobby, let me pause you real quick. Yeah. You made a comment the first time since you're working for Kelvin Sampson again. Mm -hmm. When he first hired you in one of the other podcasts, he told you your first day there. What was your instructions working for uh, Kelvin Sampson? And that's the first time I'd met Coach face-to-face. -face. Right, get here, right. Get here, get here before I do, leave after I do, and the rest of it you'll figure out. Okay, so now we know what you're dealing with at Houston. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, so 30 years later, um, first day I show up, they're, they're, we've got a, a big-time um, – sophomore in on an official or junior in on an official visit. So they're going through all of that with the, the mom and dad and the kid. Um, and then we had started practice. So I walk into practice and watch in practice. Um, didn't really get a chance to talk to coach much before practice because I, I was coming in and they had an 11 o'clock practice. It's about 11 hour drive from uh, 
Florence. Um, and so then once practice was over, coach had a chance, we, we got to talk. He didn't tell me get here before I do and leave after I do. He just said, hey, uh, look over there. There's a yellow pad over there. Uh, what you what you what you don't know, you don't know till you don't know it. Uh, so you'll figure it out. You're smart and you'll figure out what needs to be done. And and that's pretty much how it's been. Like, uh, you know, he said, hey, we've got a scrimmage with Texas uh, October 21st. It's at the Spurs facility. Uh, get on the phone with Dave Tellup and, and be sure it all gets worked out. And that was it. Now, like, hey, I got to find Dave Tellup's phone number. I got to figure it out and just, just kind of roll. Uh, every day is different. Uh, once you get into the season, it, it's um, it's not monotonous because we're, we're, we're moving at 100 miles an hour. But, um, you know, it's – uh, we we played we played four games in eight days uh, in February, so it was um, it was get on a get on a bus, get to the airport, fly out, uh, get there, practice. Next day, get up, play the game, fly home. Next day, prepare. Next day, play a home game. Next day, get on a bus, get to the airport, fly out, and we did that for eight days. Um, so it, and and all the while. Um, you know, my job is director of operations. So I'm getting buses, getting meals, getting hotels, getting flights, um, practice times, all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot that goes into um, a, a, a machine like Coach Sampson has got here at Houston. I mean, it's the two winningest programs in the last five years are University of Houston and Gonzaga. Uh, coach has won a, a bunch of games, and the reason he wins a bunch of games is because of the number one, the culture that he has, uh, and number two is that everybody from first assistant, second assistant, third assistant, on down to player, manager, whoever, we are all held accountable to a standard, and he sets that standard. Um, he sets that standard every day he comes to work. He sets that standard every day he comes to practice. He doesn't have a bad day of practice. He gets when he when he walks on the court, he's he's locked in and he's going uh, and he's that way in staff meetings. He's that way in film sessions. He's that way in scout reports. And uh, so, I, I mean, I'm fortunate. I, I get to learn. I get to learn every day uh, on the job. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, it's a little bit different, you know, Darktown uh, uh, during June, July, when we had play dates, I was lucky if eight guys showed up for practice, um, that's, that's, um, JV and varsity. Um, you know, my third or fourth day on the job, uh, coach said, Hey, we're going to have an early practice tomorrow. Let's get going. Uh, about six 30, I'll have you guys out so you can get to class. And so I figured I'd get there early, go in the locker room about six, six 15 to get the guys going and get, get them out of there. Uh, when I walked down to the court at 6.15, they were full go. Everybody everybody on the team had got there at 6 o'clock and was ready to roll. So uh, that's the culture that, that he, has, uh, he has built and developed. And the guys just understand that if, if we say, hey, the bus is leaving at 2 o'clock, uh, Fabian White, who is all-time winners player at the University of Houston, is sitting on the bus 30 minutes before it's time to leave. So it's, it's, it's kind of – it's nice, but it takes you a little bit time to get used to, too, because every everybody's operating on that on that level. Well, and and like you say, it, it's a culture, and it's and it's expected. 
And I mean, for Christ's sake, I mean, you know, you're, you're his direction, director of basketball ops. And, and, you know, you've been, been a successful head coach. And, and so obviously, you know, you know what a head coach needs, you, you know, what a head coach needs to be successful. And, and he knew that when he put you in the, in that position, um, you know, sp- speaking of that. So, you know, I, I think it's a good, another good lesson for, for young coaches. He's given you the, the, basically this needs to get done, but you got to figure it out. Sure. And, 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 and I, and I think that's, that's important for a lot of, a lot of young coaches to hear because I think sometimes people need, you know, I need to go from A to B to C to D. But 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 I remember, and I don't know which coach it was I worked for 30 years ago or whoever it was, but I remember hearing that. Just get it done. Mm-hmm. Don't care how you do it. Just get it done. And I think that's important. And, and, and obviously, you know, he's got that 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 culture from 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 top down at, at University of Houston. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, for, for an assistant coach or a young coach or somebody learning, Hey, if, if every decision I make, I've got to walk into coach Sampson's office and ask him, Hey coach, is this all right? What does he need me for? He can make the decision himself. Now, obviously he's the head coach and he's the guy I've got to give him some options. Hey coach, do you want to practice at SMU at three o'clock or five o'clock? Right. Um, you know, but I, I've got to figure out that, hey, the bus is going to leave at this time. The plane's going to arrive at this time. We're going to need to eat. We're going to need to do this. Call to SMU and say, hey, we'd like to practice at these times and then give coach those options. Uh, but as an assistant coach, I always told my assistants, um, hey, make decisions based on what you would do if you were the head coach. And that, that's how you learn. You learn from your mistakes. Uh, you learn from screwing up. Um, you know, and, and, uh, I'm, I'm fortunate that coach gives me, gives me the opportunity to, to do that. You know, right now we're trying to make a schedule and, uh, you know, we've got to, we got to squeeze some games in between Oregon and Alabama and Virginia in, in the non-conference. And, uh, and we got to play some games we can win, but we got to play some games that are going to, uh, we've been in the top five in the net rankings, uh, the, the last six years. So, don't want to screw that up and play a bunch of uh, real easy teams. Um, but we also don't want to play a schedule that's so tough, uh, you know, with three, four starters losing it, that uh, we don't gain some confidence in the non-conference. So um, there's a lot that goes into it every day. Yeah. I kind of go, let me go back to the Tharptown deal. Uh, cause, cause uh, when, when I went to talk to the principal and sat down with him and said, Hey, look, here's what's going on. Here's what just happened today. Uh, I haven't applied for a job or anything, but here's what happened. And he said, well, let me talk to the superintendent. Let me see if we can lighten your class load. Let me see <laughs> if maybe can maybe we can uh, get you a little bit more money or something. And I said, you know, all of that is great. I said, but um, I looked at Houston's schedule and during Thanksgiving, they're going to be in Maui. Is there any way that we could switch that Russell uh, game that we got and somehow go go to the, go to the uh, the Bahamas or something? And he didn't think that was going to happen, so I figured out I was going to take the Houston job. So <laughs> no, no doubt, no doubt. So uh, 
And, and you know, I, I want to get you back on here because we I, I'd like to down the road. I want to talk defense. I want to talk rebounding. Yeah. I know University of Houston, you guys are so freaking good at rebounding. And uh, but but I, I want to kind of keep it here for, for again, young coaches. You, you got you got a young coach who's listening to this and it, and they're about to be an assistant coach. It doesn't matter what level. Let's just say it's a high school assistant job. What's the best advice you can you can give them uh, going into the season? Uh, the biggest thing is your work ethic, your dependability and accountability. Um, you know, everybody, you got a certain system. Uh, Petrie's got a certain system. Fowler's got a certain system. Everybody r- runs things different. It's basketball, right? Uh, that head coach doesn't need you telling them that how to run the UCLA offense and the flex offense. He needs you or she needs you to figure out what system you're running and you be able to coach it and help him or her in the best way that you can. And the best way to do that is to work your butt off. Um, if you, you know, if all of a sudden you're going to work for a coach that runs the Princeton and you don't know anything about it, you better spend a whole bunch of time learning as much as you can before you walk into that first uh, drill session because you got to be, a, you can't just sit over there on the side and do nothing and try and learn. You need to learn before you walk out there. Um, but I mean, if you do the right things at the right time with the right people, you're going to get the right results. Uh, and so a lot of these young guys, I, I'm 50, be 55 next, next uh, week, month. Um, they're all into these analytics and stuff. And that that's all great. Uh, but I, I heard uh, the coach from uh, Providence at the Final Four, uh, his clinic, and he, he's kind of old school. He said, yeah, you can give me all those analytics you want, but the one analytic that I look at is did you win the game? And so you can talk about all these analytics you want, but did you show up every day at work and work your butt off and do what, do your job? Um, and so that that'd be my, my advice is, is – you know, if they're if they're paying you five dollars an hour, give them eight dollars an hour uh, effort, and you don't have to worry about the next job um, because the next job will come to you because you have prepared for it. Um, you know, I see a lot of guys chasing jobs. I was I chased. I mean, I sent out more letters and resumes when I was eighteen to twenty one years old. Um, I didn't chase this job at the University of Houston. Um, I, I did the groundwork with coach 30 years ago when I worked with him. And for the last, I don't know, I was gone from 95 to, you know, whatever, 26 years, I stayed in contact with him. I, I mean, I, I called him after a, a loss. Uh, I called him after a big win. Um, you know, I had a relationship with him. So um, I didn't apply for this job. He called me and offered me the job. Um, so sometimes chasing a job or, having that flashy resume, which I've got one of those because I spent three years doing it when, after I got fired. Um, <laughs> it's not, it's not the important thing, man. You got to do the work. You got to be prepared for when that phone call comes uh, in third period of your career prep class. And the guy offers you a job. You can't all of a sudden say, Oh, well, let me get ready to do it. I had to be able to make that decision that day and know that my wife was going to be on board and my family's going to be on board because I had already done everything that I needed to lay in the groundwork uh, going into it. Yeah. Long and, answer, and, long answer and, to 
No, there's no question. And, you know, I've always believed that that you make your job, whatever job it is, the best job it could possibly be. I, I tell everybody all the time, you know, 16 years at UMS, right? And people say, you know, what, you know, we've been to regional finals, you know, eight times in the last 12 years or whatever. And they say, well, what, what can you say that makes you guys as good as you are? And, and the only thing I can, I can consistently say is women's basketball to me and our program at UMS Wright is just as important to me as the football coach is to football. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, that's all I know is we want it to be first class. We have a media guide that we put together. That's first class. We, 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 we go play in a Smoothie King Center in New Orleans every couple of years. We do everything we can first class, and we treat it no different than some college coaches treat their college jobs. And, and, and I think it, go, it lends to what you, what you say in there. You just got to be, you know, both feet in the boat and, 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 and grind. Yeah, and speaking to that on on how Houston has developed a culture, we take every opponent that way. Uh, we our preparation for Arizona in the Sweet 16 was no different than our preparation for Louisiana Lafayette on December 14th. Uh, the only difference was we only had a day prep for Arizona. We had two two days prep for Louisiana. We treat every game the same. It's not like, oh, this is a home game against uh, uh, a Division three opponent and we're not going – there's a standard. Like, it doesn't matter what the score is. Did we out-rebound our opponent? Did we get 50% of our misses on the offensive glass? Did we do that – you know, did we do those things? And so the same thing as a, as a coach, you've got to set a standard of how you're going to work every day and your habits have got to got to do be be right in, in tune with those. Yeah, Coach uh, Coach Leon Barmore at Louisiana Tech, and you know one of the big reasons I coach women's basketball today. He 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 told me that exact same thing uh, was that every opponent you treat the same. You know whether in his case whether you play in Pat Summit in Tennessee, or like you say whether you play in Gary Broadhead at Louisiana Lafayette. You 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 treat them the same and 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 that's where you have consistency. I, I I'm not going to take up too much of your time but what I would like for you to do is is let's finish us off with with a good road story. I I've, I've heard on other podcasts you tell us a pretty good road story. You want you want you want a road story from the deuce because it, because, it, because it, at this at, trust me at this level like I'm spoiled man. We hop on we hop on a bus. Uh, there's there's a breakfast buffet in our in our facility. We hop on the bus. They give us a sandwich. We ride 20 minutes. The players don't touch their bag. We get on a charter plane and we fly in. We get to a hotel. And we got something to eat. And so uh, there's no real um, road stories horrors from from this other than when you pull up one time and, and uh, you pull up to the plane and the pilot walks over and goes, "Hey, we got some mechanical problems." Then the head coach is looking at you like, well, what do you mean? We got to get to <laughs> Dallas today. You know, Bobby, go fly the plane. Um, right. Yeah, so probably the – I mean, have you ever had a bus catch on fire while your team's going to a game? <laughs> no, I haven't. So we um, – I'm, I'm at North Alabama. We're playing at Henderson State, 
which is in uh, Arkadelphia, Arkansas. Henderson State is right across the street. I'm not kidding, right across, there's a bridge over the street. Henderson State and Wachita Baptist are right across the street from each other. They are in the same conference. We would go on the road and we'd play one of them on Thursday and one of them on Saturday. So I got in a habit of, because we traveled with the women. Uh, the women sat on one side of the bus, the men sat on the other side of the bus, and we went to the game. So we would we would take the women to their game. Um, our team would go and eat pregame meal, and then the team would come back and they'd get they'd get back sometime about start of start of the women's game. Well, I got in the habit of not eating pregame meal just because I just didn't want to. And so when the bus dropped the women off, I'd get off the bus and I'd go for a walk around the campus or whatever, because I'd like to go and check out the buildings and library or whatever, and just kind of clear my mind for the game. Um, and then I'd sit and watch the girls, the women uh, warm up and practice, or I'd go talk, you know, in division two, it's not like division one coaches aren't cutthroat. We'd sit down and, and uh, sit, in a, sit in his office or in the bleachers and talk. So I'm sitting there talking with uh, Sam Weaver from Henderson State. And uh, one of my players' dads sitting behind me. All of a sudden, he taps me on the shoulder. He said, hey, coach, have you talked to Wes? I said, no, I hadn't looked at my cell phone. He said, well, he just called. He said, they got problems with the bus. So I pick up the phone. And my assistant was uh, Cord Wright. Um, yeah. hey, St. Uh, Thomas Moore, yeah. Yeah, yeah, St. Thomas Moore guys at Northeast Mississippi now doing a great job. And so I called I call Cord. And I said, hey, man, what's going on? He said, coach, the bus is on fire. I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> He said, we're coming over the hill. And the smoke just started coming in the bus. I said, what are you doing? He said, well, we're walking. So, <laughs> I mean, the other coach said, well, coach, what happened? I said, the bus got on fire. He said, well, let me uh, get the keys to our, our bus and you can go pick them up. And so he hands me the keys and I walk out the back of the, the gym to go get in their bus. And here comes my whole team across the parking lot. I mean, dragging bags, ice chests, you know, with, with drink, Gatorade and whatever. Now, that's the difference of division two and high level division one. When something like that would happen, man, there would be a million phone calls happening. Hey, we got to get another bus here. We got to do this. this, this. The division two guys, man, they just grabbed their bag and <laughs> walked on, walked on to the deal. But yeah, the bus caught on fire. Uh, luckily I wasn't in the bus, but my uh, Beaumont Beasley, uh, Ran, he was he was out the bus before the, the, the guy even stopped it. It was crazy. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of uh I got a I got a book that I'm writing, uh My Life in the Deuce, um <laughs> and other other stories from uh the front seat of a bus. Um yeah. You ever got on a bus and the bus driver had a pet monkey with him? Never never had that either. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff happens when you uh when you're riding around on vision two basketball man awesome, yeah. awesome. that monkey well well look man look i i really appreciate you jumping on here with us we'll, yeah. we'll absolutely do it again um you know I, I i started this up and we 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 took a little hiatus for a couple months during the season things got crazy but uh i think i think this is this is good for for me i, I love sharing stories with, with guys I respect like you. And, and then also uh, I think it, I think it'll help some of these younger guys and, and gals coming up to, to hear, you know, kind of what they expect in, in their yeah, own journey. Yeah. Go, and, and going back to these young guys coming up, 
don't look at Mike Krzyzewski and Bill Self and say, hey, I'm going to make $4 million because the first six years of my college career, I didn't make over $18,000, yep. $988 a month. So yep. you, you do have to pay some dues, and sometimes you have to take a step backwards and maybe um, swallow some pride and do some things. I mean – you know, John Wooden swept the floor every day before practice. So don't don't think that a job is beneath you, um, and and just just do your job and do it the best you can. So absolutely, yeah. And I I I, uh, I think I've listened to every episode. Uh, I might have missed one, but I go back and listen. So I, I, it is good. Um, uh, coaches don't do. That was the other thing that um, coach from Providence said. Uh, as coaches, we've kind of gotten away from sharing because we're so worried that somebody is going to figure out what you're doing. And we don't want to share because, you know, winning is so important. Um, I, back, I, I grew up watching coaches sit down at the coffee table with a napkin and draw plays up and talk about drills and stuff. And, oh, and pepper shakers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, moving around and and uh, I, I miss I miss that about the profession. I don't think uh, we share enough about different things. And in today's world, it doesn't matter. Like you've got synergy and huddle and all this stuff. They can watch all your games and learn all your plays and do whatever. Um, it comes down to execution. You talk about you know getting me back on talking about our defense and our rebound and all that stuff. I can show you all the drills we do, but you need to come and sit and watch and see the intensity level and the execution and how much energy and enthusiasm our guys do when that drill's going on. That's what makes it so good, not the actual X's and O's. So, right. Um, right. but yeah, man, anytime you want me, because hey, I'm in Houston by myself and at nighttime I got nothing to do and the NBA playoffs don't really excite me. So um, just holler at me anytime. Well, we'll do it again soon, man. I, I really, really appreciate you. And, uh, and, and we'll, we'll do it again shortly. That's Coach Bobby Champagne, University of Houston. A really, really good coach and a good guy. Hope you enjoyed. That's a wrap on this week's episode. Please be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. And if you would, give us five stars and a nice review so that we can build our audience and reach more people. See you next week.